You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another edition of Locked On Texans, only on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. And to my left is... John, some sports guy who is pissed off. Pissed off? Yes. I I wouldn't... At first, I would say pissed off. But later on in what is now known as... Trade Day Texas. You like how I say that? Trade Day Texas? Trade Day Texas. <laughs> I mean, it was a lot of trade that, that, that went on this past weekend, man. Uh, a lot. A, a lot. And, Cody, I, I tell you what, whenever you're ready to dive into it, I know the listeners are ready to dive into it. Um, I got a lot to say. You have a lot to say, but as always, we have to let the listeners know that this is Locked On Texans, only on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, you can find this podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Megaphone. And where else they can find this, John? Spotify and YouCanArgueThatSports.com. Again, that is YouCanArgueThatSports.com, the one-stop shop created by fans for the fans. And those fans are me and Cody here. You like how I did that? I did. I'll pass it to you because I forgot the, the last two. I'm sorry. Sorry, dude. How you forget what you created? Help create. Yeah, but I forgot Spotify, too. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what is on the agenda for today? Of course, there's going to be nothing but trade talk. Nothing. Nothing um, but trade talks, but we have to. you guys know Matt Khalil was cut. <laughs> Are you happy about that? I am. Of course. You know, I sent it to 5. you. $5.5 million on that. That was a bad signing from the start. It was. Another reason why Brian Gain isn't here right now. Well, he's a gang guy. <laughs> How many gang guys have been cut? Damn near all of them, except for Titus Howard. Oh, my goodness. Um, but, Cody, I just want to go right into it. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Before I do, what happened this past Saturday? If you can let the listeners know. I'm sure they know. I'm sure they've been pissed off about it. But what happened this past Saturday? Well, we're going to start with the biggest trade. That happened Saturday morning. There were multiple trades that went down Saturday, but of course we're going to start with the biggest one that happened Saturday morning with the trade of Jadavion Clowney. Now, of course, we all know that on Saturday, the Houston Texans dealt Clowney to the Seattle Seahawks in exchange for Barkevius Mingo and Jacob Martin. John. What were your initial th- thoughts on that trade? We This is basically going to be a two-sided show. We're going to start yes. with our initial thoughts of the trade. For the Jadavian Clowney For the Jadavian Clowney. Then later on, we're going to look back and see how they recovered and bounced back from that trade. But, John, what were your initial reaction? Saturday morning, the trade went down around 9 a.m. By 10 a.m. on Saturday, how did you feel? Listen, by 10 a.m., the, the Twitter streets... The Houston streets, everything was on fire. Oh, was it? On on fire. But let me give you guys some facts before I tell you how I feel. Fact number one, the Houston Texans paid $8 million, half of that franchise tender with that trade. They had to. So they paid half of it. Instead of having Seattle 
paid all of that 15.9. They paid half of it to make that <laughs> trade. They traded for two guys who were likely going to be cut. You also only replaced the third rounder that you traded for Duke Johnson. Mm. Because let's face it, Duke Johnson was going to play 10 games anyways. And now he's a starter. You knew in February and March how you felt about paying Jadavion Clowney. The moment the season went over with, he made it clear he wanted a contract extension. He made it clear the money he wanted. And you knew then that you weren't going to pay him. So you waited until, these are just facts, by the way. I'm not even giving you how I feel. But the fact of the matter is, when you had the knowledge of something, you waited up until when? Two days ago. When the pressure was on, when you, how many DMs do you have? Five, along with a head coach, who, by the way, took it personal. That was a personal trade. It had to be because you traded him from nooks and crannies. Nothing at all. And, oh, by the way, not only did you trade him for nothing, Jadavion made it clear that he was going to come back and play preseason, I mean, after, after preseason game three and play week one. Mm. So, at the most, what you could have did, because here's a fact. Here is a fact. And if you can pull me up, anybody that you may know or listeners you may know, please, by all means, let me know. I have never seen a defensive player not go crazy on what type of year? The contract. Their contract year. That players in general, not just defensive players. players. In general. Players in general, don't matter the player, the position, or the sport. Contract year? Oh, you best believe you about to have one of, if not your best season ever. So those are facts. He was going to come back and play week one. And if you're going to come back and play week one, that means he was going to sign that franchise tender. And that means, at least you keep it for another year, you help retool your team. Oh, and by the way, when his contract year is over and he balls out and he gives you those double-digit sacks, now who has the leverage again? The organization. But the entire line, the timeline of what would happen with Jadavian Clowney was screwed the moment you didn't trade him before the draft. Or the moment the teams around the NFL smell blood in the water. Them boys down in Houston got multiple GMs. Now, you can say we're tired of hearing that because you've been saying it for months now. You can say all that you want. But, Cody, you trade a three-time Pro Bowler for a third-round pick. By the way, if you would have traded him early on in the season, well, you know what you would have gotten if you would have traded him before the draft? You would have got to get a third and a first-round pick. You would have got to get that because of his contract and how everything is set up. And you could have pulled that trade before the draft. And guess who you could have traded? Because on his list, what team was on his list, a preferred list he wanted to go to? Seattle. And another for preferred team, Philly. And guess what Philly did in the draft? They jumped up and traded for Andre Dillon. So you could have gotten two first-round picks and a third-round pick, but no, you made it personal. And you sat back and you waited until the very last moment after. By the way, this is another fact. I said it. He had already made it clear. I am going to come back and come to this organization after preseason week three. Because who the hell wants to jeopardize getting hurt when it's their contract year? And y'all already know you're not going to play in the preseason game four, and I'll be ready for week one. Was that not a fact? No. 100% a fact, my good sir. Up until what did our head coach do? Make it personal. 
One minute, you, 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 yeah, we, we can't wait to have him back. And then over time, you feel like you should do it my way. And now you're making it personal. And you literally did not do anything with that trade to improve your team. You traded him for two guys that's going to be cut anyways. All you do is replace the third rounder that you just gave up for Duke Johnson. Seattle has, I believe, two second-round picks. But at the most, you can't get them to give you a second-round pick for a three-time all-pro I mean, all bowler, a guy that has nine-and-a-half, nine sacks, a guy who, since he came in the league, uh, is one of the top tackles for loss, a guy who's a Swiss Army knife, a guy who can not only rush the pass. By the way, he only, he only gives you nine and nine-and-a-half sacks because he's only rushing the pass. 80 to 70, 80% of the time, but he also gets to the backfield and he's an awesome pass rusher. I mean, a run blocker, run stopper. You couldn't get more for that. With all that being said, I was truly disgusted with that trade. I immediately thought Bill O'Brien should have been fired if it wasn't for what he did later on that day, which we're going to talk about later on. I immediately thought Cal McNair should have fired him. I immediately thought Maybe Mom McNair should have told Cal McNair, move aside. This was a complete failure of a trade. And not only that, I'm happy for the player. I'm always happy for the players when they dictate and determine. And that is what happened. Not only did I dictate and determine, I'm a guy who's about to go to Seattle. I'm going to put my hand in the dirt on my contract year. I'm going to get those double-digit sacks. Now, I truly believe that, but I screwed you over. Now, I'm happy for the player, but as a uh, looking at the organization, how do you botch that trade? It was unacceptable. You, you did nothing to improve your team. Even if you wanted to get linebackers, which I think is BS, you could have waited until those guys were cut, especially well, Jacob. He was going to get cut. Mingo is a guy, and this is why I'm taking all biases out of it, but I'm talking about my favorite team for a quick second. This is a guy who came to the New England Patriots, and the only defensive player that we've ever brought in from another team that did not succeed with us was Albert Hainsworth. He didn't succeed. Mingo was the second one. If, no, if you don't succeed in our system up north, you're not going to cut it. You are not going to cut it. So he didn't do anything out, out there. He didn't do nothing in Seattle. The chances of him being cut were super high. You couldn't wait until those guys were cut. If you want to bring in rushes, edge rushes, you couldn't wait till cuts were made. And that is when I sat back and new listeners, ladies and gentlemen. Cody, this was a personal trade. This trade was very personal. And I got a conspiracy theory. Bill O'Brien did everything he did on Saturday so that this GM position becomes so unsexy, just nasty looking. Nobody else in the league wants it. And guess who is the first one to say, well, you know, I'll take it. B.O.B., baby. I have a lot more I can say. All I would say regards to that trade was disappointing as a fan. And I talk a lot of crap about the Texans, but I'm going to be serious. I want this team or organization to, to succeed. I'm from the city of Houston, and I remember the 76 sacks David Carr took in the season. I was, I was there for that. I remember the 64 two years later. I remember that. That trade should have never went down. Never went down. And that is what happens when you don't have a true GM. 
That is what happens when you brought in a guy, Brian Gain, who had no clue what the hell he was doing. And that is what happens when you know what you want to do, but yet you want to prove a point. You wanted to prove the point back in March that we're not going to pay you, and yet we'll see you under this franchise tag at the year. Instead of saying, well, we know we're not going to pay you. We know what you want. We know if we trade you right now, teams are going to have to give us at least a first-round pick. <laughs> now look at you. That's all I have to say. On tape, at least. On the record, that's all I have to say. Damn, that was a lot. But you had that building up. The, you know what, John? I thank you for that because not only did you speak on behalf of Locked On Texans, you spoke on behalf of the fans all over the city. I really do believe you Piss. probably. I really do believe you probably now have at least a hundred more fans who love you Piss. right now. <laughs> you you you, you you spoke. You hit everything on the coffin. It was a horrible, stupid trade by this organization. Man, it was. It was shocking, but thankfully, Bill O'Brien, this organization, and the team as a whole were able to bounce back with a couple more important trades later on that day. We're going to talk about that on the other side of the break, but first, I'm going to switch it over to my boy, John. It is time to celebrate one thing. I know we're not going to celebrate that Jadavian Clowney trade, and rightfully so. I definitely understand, but it's time to celebrate that football is finally back. We know that Thursday kicks off the season. Thursday night game against Green Bay versus Chicago. But not only is football back, DraftKings. DraftKings is back. The leader in one-day fantasy football has a huge week one contest. The first one starts this Thursday night when Chicago and Green Bay kicks off the season in a single-game showdown for $2.5 million in total prizes that are for grabs. Draft your single-game showdown lineup and feel the sweat like never before. It's simple. Just draft six players from the season opener. Stay under the salary cap and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Plus, new users who sign up today on DraftKings using code LOCKEDON, again, that is LOCKEDON, will receive a free shot at $1 million top prize. Cody, you signing up? Oh, well, as always, man. $1 million? I know I am. I got DraftKings on my on my phone right I now. I need to sign up after that bogus of a draft I was able to do the last time. Yikes. They didn't let me pick. Yikes. They didn't let me pick. Well, I'll tell you with DraftKings, you will have a shot to win $1 million. Nothing adds up to the sweat of watching the game quite like having a shot at a million-dollar payday. Get in on the season open action right now. Download the DraftKings app. And use promo code locked on. For a limited time, both new and existing users can get a deposit bonus of up to $500. And new users, don't miss out this extra special week one bonus. Enter my code locked on to get a free shot at $1 million with your first deposit. That's code locked on only on DraftKings. Make it rain. Welcome back in, guys. I am. Uh, I'm sorry for that rent. I had to get off. No, you had to get it. I like I to. say, you. Spoke. I even tweeted that. I tweeted that this was going to happen. So, in my defense, you spoke not only on behalf of Locked On Texans, but for the fans. You gave the fans, the voiceless people, mm. a voice today. And you know what, fans, listeners, you guys always have a voice with me. But moving on, you know, we talked about the Jadavian Clowney trade, which we had to, of course. But one thing I do have to get credit, give credit to is the trade that got done later on that day, who I, I which I personally believe saved Bill O'Brien's job. 
I think his seat was on fire before that trade. Like, literally on fire. Somebody set his seat on fire while he was in the office on break. But later on that day, the Houston Texans did trade for Laramie Tunsil and Kenny Stills, which I think is the most underrated part of that trade because of everything Kenny Stills, Kenny Stills can do uh, as a receiver in this league. He's only missed one game in the last three to four years. The guy can ball. He, he can get you over seven, 800 receptions and add that to the possible duo of Hopkins and Will Fuller. I think he'll be an amazing piece. And now we don't have to worry about what Kiki, what, what, the whole what if, ands, or buts. Because as of right now, Kenny Seals is on the field. But we want to focus on Laramie Tunsil. That trade, now the Texans did give up two first-round picks and two second-round picks. Really helped out Miami. And their few, they <laughs> well, have Miami is tanking. The next two years. They're definitely pulling a, a Philadelphia uh, uh, 76ers over here in the NFL. Brian Flores can say whatever he wants. You guys name Fitzpatrick the starter. And then after this is after you traded a second-round pick for Josh Rosen. You trade away two of Two of some of your best assets. But let me say this, and I'm going to let you go ahead, Cody. And I know the listeners, a lot of them have been tweeting, and we see it on the timeline. We see it on Twitter. There has been a lot of mixed emotions about that trade. We gave up too much. Let me tell you guys something. Earlier in this show, I said I once saw David Carr gets sacked 76 times in a season. And then a couple years later, I saw him get sacked 64 times in one season. Last year, I saw Deshaun Watson get sacked 62 times in a season. So before that trade, when the Jadavian Clowney trade went down, I said, what are we going to call him now? Deshaun Carr or David Watson? (laughs) But I get it, giving up those two first-round picks for a guy who hasn't made an All-Pro. And two second-round picks. I get that. Honestly, I'm in agreement. That is too much. However, we just was complaining early on that day about not getting a lineman to protect this man. And so after that trade, I wouldn't necessarily call it a panic trade. You can make a case that it was a panic trade. But the trade had to happen. There's no way around it. There's nobody else in the league that was going to give up their Premier a premium left tackle. Now, two first round picks, two second round picks. Like I said, Bill O'Brien makes sure that nobody else is going to want this GM job, which makes it easier for him to be the GM. But it had to get done. I don't think that the Texans got robbed. I agree with you 100%. This is a trade that had to get done. And not only that, John, this is a win now trade. This is one of those win now trades. I mean, think about it. What is the one position, ever since you and I took over the show, ever since you and I started engaging with the fans, what is the one thing everyone kept harping on? Left tackle. Not only left tackle, the whole offensive line as as, as a whole. We're going into the 2019 season with an offensive line that not not only features Tunzel, but Titus Howard and Nick Martin. You cannot tell me that offensive line, just with those three guys right off the bat, is, is safe enough to say, Deshaun Watson has no reason to get another to average another 62 sacks this season. Right. There's no way in hell. But once again, this is a win now mode. Like, yes, yes. Not that yes. Was a, that was a Houston Rocket move. That, oh, by Man. far. Now, by far. And I personally think Nick Martin at least won't start the season off at center. I think that's Zach Fulton. I think Sharpen and 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 I'm I'm not sure how that line will work out, but I think 
at some point, Foden will start at center. Sharpen may be at that guard position. And then we'll see who else at the right tackle. Um, but you're right. That was a win not move, Cody. Yeah, and, and it was. I mean, in in the guys that you that you just named, even Sharpen, look who they gave up. Davenport. You couldn't stand him. I couldn't. <laughs> you know, so it's like we got it's like the Texans, and then to to make things even better, even though I hate to say say even better because this is a guy who lost his job. You replaced Matt Khalil with Tunzel. A guy you went from a guy who not even better. You, even you went better. from a guy not even better. You went from a guy who's questioned, is he gonna play? Even is better. he gonna play? Is he gonna play to a guy you know night in and night out? He's going to be on the field. So once again, you, you gave up two first round picks. You gave up two second round picks, which is by far the best two rounds in the NFL. But at the end of the day, once again, this is a win now trade because you're looking at a situation where you look at the AFC South. You know Indianapolis not going to be there. There's still questions surrounding the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Tennessee Titans. So the Texans have put themselves in yes. position to win the AFC South. Not only that, you, they put themselves in position where they can actually be at the top of the AFC Conference. Guys, I get it. They yes, they pop. They possibly might have gave a little bit too much, but you got a lot to Miami. But once again, but once again, that goes to back to not having a GM. That goes back to. Fixing the team after you made that bogus of a trade of just handing Jadavian Clowney for nothing. They Scraps. had to they had to get that trade done. And once again, guys, we have all harped on it once before. The Texans have a lot of weapons on this offense. But what does it gain the Texans to have a powerful offense when they can't protect their quarterback for nothing? That's like having a really nice bow and arrow. Really nice, top of the line. But you, but you can't, you can't aim you at can't anything. Aim it. You don't have time to aim it. You're mm. getting nervous. That is what that is like. And what I want to say is, check this out. Here is the best part of that trade for the Houston Texans. Lamry Tunsil is still 25, 26 and under. So that means when his contract is up, yes, I believe his contract is first, and then Deshaun Watson. But that means. If he comes out and does what he does in the next two two to three years, especially in this two-year time frame, and you guys make it somewhere far before that Deshaun Washington contract, you win that trade. Hmm. And he's still young. And you can sign him for another five or so years, depending on how to cap and how you work the contract. Who knows? And hopefully there's actually a real GM in the office at that time, but I digress. Then you win that trade. And like I said, which we'll talk about tomorrow, we're going to get a little bit more into it. That Kenny Stills was a big part of that trade. That entire day Saturday was a huge heads, tails. Just a flip of the coin. It really was. For the Houston Texans uh, and the fans, the whole organization around the city. And not to mention, we were about to cut Martinez Rankin. We ended up trading him for Carlos Hyde. And that was also a big trade as well. Hmm. And so... The the top half of the day, you woke up, you didn't have your morning coffee yet, you didn't do your morning workout, it was Saturday, you felt like you was going to be lazy, and then boom, <laughs> whatever notification you get, and you read it, and you put the phone down, and you pick it up again, and you say, what the hell, I know they didn't do this. But then later on in the day, they made a deal that I know, I agree and Cody with two firsts and two seconds, that's a lot. But when you look at it, it had to get Done. That was a mandatory deal. 
So I, I, I like the trade. I really do. And it was needed because we can't watch this man get sacked so many times again. Speaking of sacks, I want to tell you about Blue Chew. Sacks. You get it? <laughs> Keep it PG-13, John. At least PG-13. Guys, let's talk about sex. The best kind of sex. The good sex. Remember the days you were ready and always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. BlueChew.com. Again, that's blue like the color. Chew like what you can do with this first chewable pill with the same FDA-approved ingredients as Viagra and Cialis so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Nobody wants to have to sit around and wait for the car to get started. You're ready to go. I personally tried Bluetooth. I've told you guys before. It was a it was a one-nighter thing by myself, and I had a blast. I had a lot of confidence in myself with myself. Bluetooth is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no awkwardness. Nobody wants to go through that. Uh, uh, is it me? Is it mine? Nobody wants to go through that. They're made in the USA, and since Bluetooth prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than in a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free. Again, that is BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew, B-L-U-E, Chew.com, promo code MLB to try for free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring Locked On Texas. And this is Locked On Texans on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you to David Locke. Don't forget to check out Locked On NFL, the fastest growing podcast around the sports world on the Locked On Podcast Network. And continue to support Locked On Texans. Check out YouCanArgueThatSports.com. Again, that is YouCanArgueThatSports.com. And subscribe there where we have articles, podcasts, the whole nine. And our team is constantly growing. We have new contributors. The game plan with Alex Goodwin. They are on the team now, so you guys will like that. And again, this is John, some sports guy, and always to the right of me, my man. Cody Davis, be sure to follow us on Twitter. You saw I, I had the Twitter going Saturday. Yeah. You, 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 oh, like, you liked it, boy? You like that Twitter way, game? By the way, let me tell you fans something. Don't you ever think that players holding out for what they believe they're worth is more important. Isn't more important than how you feel about your team and your feelings. Oh, I did not say that for you to throw a shot at a fan, but okay, John. Don't you ever think that. That's all I got to say. That's it. Locked on Texas Podcast. You are Locked on Texans. Your daily podcast on the Houston Texans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.